Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In November of 2018, our next guest was elected to succeed long to succeed longtime St. Louis County Prosecutor Bob McCullough. He took the office January 1st, 2019. The math says he's been on the job for four years now. Joining us in studio, St. Louis County. Prosecuting attorney Wesley Bell, who I just realized is left-handed. Are you left-handed? I am. am. We got to fix the mic here. Yeah, we got to change a couple of things around. But Wesley Bell over here writing with his left hand. (laughs) There we are. Well, thank you for having me. And and for all the the left-handers out there, (laughs) I hope to inspire them. Only have a great day. <laughs> those of us who are, I'm left-handed too. You and, are as well. Okay. Yeah, only left-handed people are like, hey! And I've known Carol for 20 years now, and I think I said to her about three weeks ago, <laughs> I didn't know you were left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so from left-handed, we go to uh, a, a difficult issue. I know that your office um, had been petitioned by Leonard Taylor to stop the execution. Tell us what you just, and he was executed last night, yeah. and why you did not intervene in that case. Um, I think some of the misconceptions are that our office is able to stop right. an execution. We are not. We don't have that ability. And if we are to file any kind of motion, we have to have a legal basis for it. And at this late in the game, when appeals are exhausted, uh, there are only a few things that courts are going to look at. New evidence, new science, or evidence of actual evidence. And in this case, we did not have that. Um, um, I do, you know, my stance on the death penalty is, is clear. Um, that said, um, um, based on our thorough review of the evidence, we do believe that, um, um, you know, Mr. Taylor was guilty. Um, I think that life in prison would have been a a more appropriate sentence without the possibility of parole. Uh, but, um, ethically, legally, we're going to follow the law and the law, it was clear. And your stance on the death penalty is, to be clear, yeah, um, I've always been opposed to the death penalty. Um, I don't, I don't think it doesn't have have the deterrent effect. It doesn't, um, it doesn't um, give the closure that we think we do that we think it does because it takes fifteen to twenty years on each death penalty case, and most of them end in life with life without parole. And also the cost of the death penalty. It costs us about a one point five million more on average. Uh, to execute someone because of all the appeals and things that come in place as opposed to life in prison. So it costs us more. It doesn't deter. And it's applied 
um, very disproportionately, depending on who you are, what you look like, and your bank account. If you are poor, whatever your race is, you're more likely to get the death penalty. So it had already gone. It, the appeal was before the U.S. Supreme Court, which didn't look at it. So for people to say, why didn't Wesley Bell's office step we, in? We don't have right. that ability. A little out of your... Appeals have exhausted. We were not uh, um, presented with this uh case with to our office as far as our conviction incident review unit until a month prior to the execution it was just it was late too late in the game um, uh, um, in that sense uh, but as far as the evidence that was um, that was presented to us to review there wasn't new evidence there wasn't any new science there wasn't any um, evidence that suggests that that led us to believe that um, he was innocent of the crime um, and and, and it is what it is. Another big topic uh, is recreational marijuana, which became legal. Uh, Friday was a big day for a lot of people. I guess weekend sales were were pretty brisk in the St. Louis area. So how does that impact your office? Do you have to change things, change the way you do things? You know, I, 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 I like to say that our office was out front with this. Um, we were from the very beginning when I was uh, took office, um, we took a different approach towards uh, 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 recreational use of marijuana. Obviously, um, we weren't. We we chose not to uh, prioritize prosecution of those cases. We looked at more of a treatment. Um, um, you know, we looked at more of the treatment side of things. And so, from our office, um, it it doesn't. Sh- it, it it's not a sea change, if you will. Um, there are some things that law enforcement has to adjust. Um, we're, we're working with law enforcement with respect to um, those issues and concerns. And this is a very long amendment. And so there's a lot to get through. And it's not very, in, in my opinion, it's not the best written amendment. Now, that said, to be fair, oftentimes amendments do have to be uh, clarified through the courts or uh, through the legislators or, or things of that nature. But there's a lot of things that we have to kind of uh, um, um, f- uh, filter out with with, uh, with this amendment. Do expungement cases, I don't know which, do they come through your office? No, they don't come through our office. Office Expungements have to go through the court. But Carol, I think that's an uh, excellent point to bring up because the the amendment requires courts to expunge at certain dates, February 4th, 8th, or something like that. The problem is we had started an expungement clinic for those who were qualified to try and help streamline that process. And we have been working on that for two years because of all of the red tape, all of the issues. And we have different municipalities on different informational systems. And so it is a a, a, a big task to, to expunge all of these cases. And so even though the courts will do their best to be in compliance, I do not see any way that the courts would be able to expunge all of those cases by those dates. And so that's why I want people to be more realistic um, to their uh, and temper their expectations with respect to things that are rolling out in this bill. And you said you've been working on it for two years, so oh, long before. Oh, yeah. Before right? this, we, we had been working on an expungement clinic. And explain to us why that was a priority um, in your office to work so so on expungement cases? Well, well, several reasons. One is that from a from a practical standpoint, um, those when, when you help folks and, and they're able to remove criminal records from their uh, our criminal, you know, things from their record, if you will, 
Um, they are less likely to reoffend because they're able to get jobs. All of these things correlate with lower crime rates. So from a practical standpoint, it helps us do our job uh, to help folks get expungement when, expungements when they're qualified. But also, I think it's just the right thing to do. Um, we want to help people get back on track. Um, a, a woman sent a letter to my office a couple weeks ago uh, when I was a municipal court prosecutor thanking me for working with her um, on just some traffic matters that were just um, that, that were preventing her from um, getting on with her life because she was constantly concerned about warrants. And these are all just traffic things. And we got to help. I, th- I think it's important to help folks get this stuff cleared up so they can move on with their life. They can get jobs. They don't have to worry about being arrested on their way to work for something that's a stop sign or something like that, or if it's something that they, a mistake they made seven, 10 years ago, and it was a low level, nonviolent felony, felony, you know, and the law says they can get that off their record. They should be able to, but it's so difficult uh, because of so many, um, um, so many hurdles in the way, if you will. Nine fifteen, and if you're just tuning in, St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell is our guest. Some of the other things that you you said the amendment was very long. Oh, yeah. What about things with people being able to grow their own, or what about uh, people driving under the influence of marijuana? That's and a that, concern. See, these are all great questions, and so what some people think that oh, the law is in effect. Let me just start going to grow. Well, no. Based on the amendment, you have to have what's called a cultivation license. License. Our office doesn't issue those, so please don't contact my <laughs> office for that. Um, and so that's something that's done through the state. Um, and so you'll have to be in compliance with that. And even then, you're limited to six flowering plants. Um, and there's certain things that you're limited to. So you can't just, hey, I'm going to start growing plants. Yeah, Buy an acre out there. <laughs> right. You can't do that. And so there's there's some things that people really have to understand. And you have to pay attention to how the courts interpret some of this language because there is litigation coming down the pike. And, and so what you think is a, a provision in that law now may change. So you got to stay on, on top of it. To your second point, Debbie, um, um, with the the um, uh, um, enforcement of traffic laws with respect to um, uh, t- uh, marijuana and things of that nature, I think that's where you were you were going. Um, there is no limit. There is no specific limit like with with like with alcohol, like point zero eight. There's there's nothing like that, and and I'm not aware of any science to where we'll be able to do that yet. Now, there's smarter minds than me that will probably get there at some point, but I think because marijuana stays in your system so long, it's hard to gauge a number. But I I do want to clear be clear to folks listening: you cannot drive while while impaired. So if you're going to drive, do not drink, do not smoke. Do not do anything because there are tests that will that office law enforcement officers can do to test your impairment. And if there is evidence and probable cause to show that you are impaired driving, which means you are a safety, you, you are a safety hazard or what have you to other folks driving, you will you can and will be prosecuted. Um, I'm curious, too, before we take a break. Oh, I have to take a I'm getting the break sign. I'm getting the break <laughs> sign, sir. Uh, St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney Wesley Bell in studio with us. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back with more. Trusted information, live and local. From the award-winning KMOX Newsroom. 
It is 922. We continue our conversation with St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney Wesley Bell in studio with us. And at the break, I started to ask a question, but but we had to pay some bills. And so uh, he decided to stick around and we're thankful for that. <laughs> you weren't going to weren't going to run away. We didn't. Listen, Carol tells me to show up. I, have to show I, up. I did not. That, not, that was not me. That <laughs> was not me. Uh, we. I did have another question about um, recreational marijuana, and that's from an HR standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, from a company standpoint. Companies can still say you can't. You can't come in here high. Um, companies can still drug test to, mm-hmm. as a prerequisite for employment. Can they not? This bill does not pre- save you from your employer in in the sense of you cannot get high on the job you cannot come to work impaired and and not potentially face disciplinary actions up to termination so um people have to understand this is just not a um a free pass to to smoke marijuana whenever you, wherever you want to even in public places you can only smoke in designated spaces um, and so people, you know, these are really good questions and people need to be aware of the uh, of what the, the law really is with respect to Amendment 3. When you first took office, uh, you talked about the Bell Plan. And one of the, the things you wanted to do was reduce the jail population in St. Louis County. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago when you gave your speech at the swearing in, you talked about some of the successes for people who didn't catch those. Can you tell us about some of the things that you have accomplished? Uh, yeah, first and foremost, I didn't call it the bail plan. Um, I, I, the chair of our diversion advisory <laughs> committee, Dr. Kendra Holmes, named it that. So I I kind of rolled with that. What um, would you rather call it? And we'll call it that. <laughs> I don't know. We like the bail yeah, plan. Yeah, we like the bail plan. Right, let's just, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, uh, but yeah, so when we came in, we we wanted to, you know, we look at mass incarceration and we recognize that um, there are some, there are a bucket of folks who need to be incarcerated, serious and violent offenders. We're going to aggressively prosecute those cases and, and the data shows that we've done that. But there's a whole large bucket of people also who um, who are struggling with substance abuse, mental health issues. They haven't harmed anyone and they need help. And the data shows that, incarceration doesn't help them. It, a matter of fact, it makes them more likely to reoffend and become serious and potentially violent offenders. And so with those individuals, with that population, we wanted to focus on ways that we could reduce the jail population and increase the number of folks getting treatment. And so um, we, we did several things. By aggress- One was aggressively expanding our diversion programming and creating our diversion advisory committee that connects many of our community partners who are already looking to help these folks, who are already funded to help these folks, um, and connecting these folks to them. Because when they come to us, it's a carrot and a stick. We can say, hey, if you will go to this treatment program in good faith, we will not prosecute you. And so that's some leverage that we have to help funnel people into that place. Also, when someone is charged with some nonviolent, small amount of uh, of drugs, for example, instead of issuing a warrant, we can just issue uh, a ticket, essentially. And so what that was, when you issue a warrant, that person's going to jail. They may go to jail for a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, but they're going to jail and what we know is even a short jail stay increases the likelihood that they're going to come back on another um, uh, on another charge. And so um, after as of last count um, in St. Louis County, we've reduced the jail population by about 35 percent, which are the lowest 
rates in uh, since the early 2000s in St. Louis County. And we also um, evaluated the or, or analyzed the data. Those folks that we've reduced are your low level nonviolent offenders. So the jail, St. Louis County jail, 90 percent ish is filled with people who are charged with homicide, sexual assault, and, and those violent gun offenses and things of that nature. And, and I think that's what we're that's what we're that's the goal. We, we've talked about car thefts before, mm-hmm. and you have made the point that um, in the case of juvenile offenders, that does not cross your office. Um, there's been a lot of concern expressed about how, of course, how do we solve this issue? It is at a crisis point. Um, how can your office uh, address the car theft problem that we're facing in this region. And, and, and I'm so glad you you, you brought that up. Um, I get so many questions and so many emails to the office saying, well, why are you continuing to release these people who are committing these car thefts? People have to understand the overwhelming number of people committing them are juveniles. And in Missouri, state prosecutors do not prosecute or handle the juvenile cases. We cannot. It's not a decision that I can make. As a matter of fact, I won't even hear about it because it goes to the juvenile court prosecutors who are called legal officers. And so um, unless there is a change in Jeff City and the law, there is nothing that our office can do with most of these. Now, the ones that are adults, we're going to prosecute them. But I think everyone knows these are primarily uh, juveniles and and kids who are being recruited because there are many adults who know the law and they know that juveniles won't be in trouble, won't get in, in serious trouble. And so that's why you've seen this this um, um, explosion, if you will, of of, of car thefts. And, 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 and that's unfair. It's, it hasn't been an explosion. There has been an uptick. In, and I think the what we see more of is the violence associated with them because of the number of guns that are now getting into the hands of young people. And so we've been working with our law enforcement partners. Uh, to try and uh, to to and some of our uh, legislators uh, in Jeff City uh, to work on uh, potential legislative changes. There are states that are doing it in different ways that are that I think could uh, we could take take notes from. Like some, what? Like some states do what's called dual jurisdiction, where in certain cases that are outlined by the legislature. Um, if uh, an individual, a juvenile, commits a crime, they can be charged as an adult. But if they, if it's, if it's to the point where the kid still needs help, they can still be treated in the juvenile court. But at least the adult court has supervision and can say, "Okay, you're not acting right. We're going to pull you over into the adult side if you want." There's some states that say certain crimes will cannot be prosecuted in the juvenile court. And those are generally your more serious crimes, homicide, sexual assault, things of that nature. So there's some some models that we can use here in Missouri. But right now, because of the way that our juvenile court system is set up, the the individual in charge is appointed by the judges, the the county judges in the county and the city in the in the city. And and they're not accountable to us. They're not accountable to voters for that matter, because voters don't vote on 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 that individual, on that leadership team, if you will. And so there are some things that we can do to address these issues. But but, yeah, people have to understand um, it can't happen in our office. We can't we don't have the 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 power, the authority to just 
change this law. This has to happen in Jeff City. But you want you want some, uh, absolutely to we, see some change. Yeah, we would like to see some change, and and that doesn't mean we want to see kids just locked up forever. No, we just want to be able to hold individuals accountable who need to be held accountable. When if if you've just you know a fifteen year old who one time broke into a car, no one was hurt, no guns were used. Yeah, that's one thing. But what we're seeing is that same 15-year-old doing it over and over and over, knowing that there's not going to be accountability, and we want to be able to hold um, um, hold, the, hold these offenders responsible and have some avenue to be able to do that. Mr. Bell, we have so many more questions for you, but what we don't have is time, unfortunately. So we hope you'll come back again soon. Absolutely. Anytime Carol tells <laughs> St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell joining us here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.